Hi, welcome to the Seeking Hope podcast. This is Shelley Pinamaki, your host. I'm also the founder of Seeking Hope, where we help to teach people how to care for themselves and their others in a crisis or in a trauma situation. If you're looking for more information, please go to our website at seekinghope.com where you'll find videos and courses as well as blog posts and more podcasts that help you to know how to respond in the event of a crisis, emotional first aid. Thank you for joining us. Today's podcast is an ambulance with a testimony. <laughs> We're really going to go over, it's my personal story. Actually, it just happened this Thanksgiving. But it reminded me that not only do we have an original testimony that people talk about how they came to know God and, and Christ and what Jesus has done for them, but it's also a testimony on how God continues to work within our lives. And there's those pivotal moments. And this happens to be one of mine. It was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. We had driven up to actually see our son's in-laws, where we spent and were invited to spend Thanksgiving with them. We had gotten to the house early before everybody else. And we were unloading groceries. And all of a sudden, my husband says, Michelle, I don't feel good. And I turned around to watch him collapse. I ended up calling 911 and we're been taken off and he's in the ambulance and I get in my car to go ahead and follow. Well, you have to kind of know me that I am that person that takes control of situations. That's why I do what I do. As a chaplain, I'm looked to to provide guidance, to provide support, to provide emotional stamina in those situations, to give an understanding of what's going on, to advocate for you. Well, it was me instead. And I didn't have anybody else. And I was just by myself, going to the end, following the ambulance, and nobody else knew what was going on. And even though I have Christ in my life and I'm thinking and I'm talking to him in my car, going, Lord, God, protect him and, and, and bring him back and, and you know, protect all of the firefighters and the EMTs that are working on him right now. And it was raining horribly here in California at the time. And, you know, we're 200 miles away from, from home, from comfort. I don't know the roads I'm traveling on. I don't know anything. Of course, the ambulance gets to go much faster than I can go. And I get stuck behind lights. And I'm so grateful that the captain of the FD team, you know, put the address of the area hospital into my phone. So I knew where to go. Uh, it was that I was in a different land. I was taken away from. And I see now looking back, you know, that God's going, I've taken you out of all the situations and I've put you in a trauma. Who are you going to rely on? Well, I know I'm going to rely on God. I'm going to come back and I'm talking to him in my car as I'm driving. And I realize I can't do this alone. God's asked us never to do this alone. That's why we ask for an advocate. We want people around us that know how to take care of us in this crisis. Generally, that's my role. And yet I'm the one and I realize I, I need help. So I call my accountability partner and I tell her, I'm following an ambulance. My husband's in it. I, I need prayer. What's wrong? With, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's going on. 
help me, pray for me. And she's like, great, we'll do, I'll get everybody on it. Well, how many of us have gotten emails that say, please pray for me. I've got this going on. And I read those emails and, and I pray. And sometimes I, there, I am, I, the, the Holy Spirit grabs hold of your heart and I will actually stop and get down on my knees and my face to the ground and pray over this email. And I don't know why, but I'm really in prayer and petition over this email. And sometimes I read the email and go, okay, well, Lord, be with them and know what's going on. And I go on about my day. And I never really thought about that. Well, you know, does, does God really, you know, get those prayers too? And I hope they feel those prayers. And But sometimes we're more in tune or more passionate about those prayers than, than others. And I had never, though, been on the other end wanting to receive those prayers. And I'm thinking, do they ever really feel the presence? Do they do they know I'm praying for them? What's, what's the deal? And, and so... You know, some of the um, scriptures that continue to come back to my mind constantly in these situations, and in this one as well, as I'm still driving to this unknown hospital, which I've never been at, um, was, you know, Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then verse 7, as the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now, this particular scripture I have highlighted in my Bible. I go to it frequently. I quote that transcends all understanding. The peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind. I I say that a lot, and I believe it. But when you are in the midst of this, I'm thinking, wow. But I also have to ask with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I'm not thankful for any of this right now. How can I be thankful for this? This is kind of where my testimony ends up coming in. So I know that my responsibility team is praying for me, and she has sent it out to all of my Bible study groups. Um, It just so happens that her husband belongs to my husband's Bible study group. So now it's been parlayed out. And some of those people are connected with the elders at the church. My husband happens to be an elder at the church, and then I'm getting text messages. Is it okay if these people know? Is it okay? Can we pray for you? Yes, yes. And I'm just starting to say yes. At this point, I'm sitting in the ER room going, just prayers. And my phone's kind of blowing up, and, and they want to know more information. And I, it's not a part of what I can do right then. And being in the middle of that, how it's like we're so alone, but yet I know prayers are coming in. And my prayer app, uh, we use the Echo prayer app, which I highly recommend, by the way, um, to signify what we need prayers over and petitions over. And so all I could say was, I don't know what to pray for right now, other than I'm praying for my husband and for his health and his well-being, but just pray for us. I don't have any specifics. I, I can't give you more specifics right now, but pray. And yet, this scripture, which transcends all understanding, will guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. And I had a peace. It was like I stood up. He's all hooked up to machines and monitors. Alarms are going off. And I'm going, we're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. In this peace that truly transcends all understanding. I should not have been in a peaceful state. I should have been a mess, chaotic. I'm, you know, calling my son who's driving and trying to get up to his in-law's house and you know we're just 
all over the place. I'll come and see with you, Mom, but I don't know when he's going to be able to get there. I'm by myself. But this peace was so with me. And I realized at that point, it's because everybody's praying for me. That when we pray for people and people are asking for prayer, somehow God takes all of that love, all of that grace, that he goes, I see that. I feel that. And I am going to surround those people, that person, me, my husband, in that ER with alarms going off and IVs going in and trying to take care of him and save him and find out what's going on. I We had a peace. We're going to be okay. We still didn't know what was going on. We are terrified. But it's that double-edged sword that says one eye, one side is just so sharp and so painful, but the other side is cutting through all that pain and providing the hope. We spent uh, the next 16 hours um, being admitted and being actually monitoring his heart. We didn't know what was going on. I ended up sitting in a recliner for 16 hours saying, God, help me. And I come back to, going again, this scripture comes back to me. But if I go back to Philippians 4.4, which is rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. Then let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. How can I be rejoiceful in the midst of this? How could Paul be rejoiceful in the midst of all of this? But I was. And as I laid in that recliner praying, um, you don't get much sleep in the hospital, those of you. I'm sure you realize that. But I would start to doze off in my prayer. And then I would wake up and I would start praying again. And the most amazing thing happened. Praise music, worship songs were coming to my mind. And so I started singing worship songs. I was praising God in the midst of laying in a recliner in a hospital room at two o'clock in the morning, Thanksgiving morning. And we'd been there for hours and hours since two o'clock the previous, you know, afternoon. And yet I am singing praise music. That is the peace that transcends all understandings. And then it dawned on me when I go back to that verse, do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the with Thanksgiving always kind of bugged me a little bit because it was kind of like, oh, how can you possibly do that in the midst of your anxiousness and everything's bad? But what God was showing me is I want you to sing praises. So every time I would start with, Lord, God, be with me, be with the technicians, help us to find out what's going on with my husband's heart. Please help us, Lord, and show us, give us discernment and all of this. And I would continue to pray and I, the words would stop and worship songs would come to my mind. This is my testimony. God was saying, rejoice with thanksgiving. Because I couldn't think of anything else to say. I could, there were no other words except for worship music. And so I just sang. I sang praises and thanksgiving to God and that I trust you. And I started saying, I trust in the Lord, my God. And it was like, wow. I would doze off and come back and doze off and come back. And the same thing would happen. I would start to pray and then worship music would come. 
and I know I've repeated this a number of times, but I, I want you to understand this, this powerful sense that came over me, this transcending power of understanding that everything was going to be okay. He was guarding my heart and my mind. He wouldn't allow my mind to go to the negative. He continued to bring it back with peace and understanding. If we read on Philippians uh, 4.8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I couldn't think about anything else but praising God in that moment. Not my normal MO, but that's what it was. And whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the peace of God will be with you. The peace of God. God's peace will be with me. And it was. My husband is doing great. Um, It was another about four or five hours later that finally discovered what was going on. And he's fabulous. His, His heart's great. Everything is okay. But we... It was a good 16 hours of me trying to pray for the bad situation that was going on. And God's going, no, you're okay. Because I want you to think what's good, what's admirable. And praising God in the midst of that gave me more peace than I could ever possibly imagine. And that's what happened. I felt the presence of all of those prayers. I had no idea how many people were praying for me. But God knew. And he brought that peace. And they were all praying for courage. And I would get some text messages here and there. And we're praying for courage for you, Shelly. We're praying for for Wayne, my, you know, my husband. But we are praying for you, for your courage, for your strength, for your endurance, for your patience and presence in this situation. And I felt that above and beyond anything else I could possibly imagine. God is so good. So I come back around to like, you know, I'm looking back now. It's, you know, it's, it's been a week and a half and I'm looking at it going, Lord, what more am I supposed to get from this? Well, I want you to know, Shelly, remember what it's like to be in there as you're walking alongside these people. But I also want you to know that the profession of, of seeking God first and, and praising him, even in the midst of the worst possible situation that's going on right now, whether you're going to plan a funeral, you're going to plan a party, you can praise me because I hear it. And reach out. Reach out and ask for help. That's not my normal MO, and that's not my husband's MO at all. As a matter of fact, when we, after we learned what was actually really going on and he was you know, getting the help that he needed and they were scheduling procedures and things like that. And it's Thanksgiving and, you know, skeleton crew at the hospitals. And we're having to stay a whole nother day. We're, you know, stay in the hospital for multiple days to, to care for him. There, we had to ask for that help. And, and he actually got irritated a little bit with me. Well, look at this email. This is what it says. And I looked at him and I said, yes. Is there any part of that email that's not true? He said, no. And I said, Honey, I was following an ambulance, and the only thing I could do was cry out to God. And I knew at that moment I had to ask for help. We needed prayer, 
And that was the only thing that I could do at that time. And he looked at me and said, you're right. Thank you. No more irritation, no more nothing. And when I, he heard me talk about this testimony and why we don't share it with our loved ones very first off, we just, I guess, don't. Um, but I was sharing with um, a group of women this testimony of, I felt your prayers. And they just looked, he goes, really? And I said, yes. He goes, you know, I know we ask for prayer and, and we pray, but does it really, does it really help someone? We always want to know, did it, did it help? Did it make a difference? It makes a difference. So the next time you get a, a prayer request, either over an email or a text message, or you flippantly say, I'll pray for you, earnestly pray for them. It may be a five-second prayer. It may be one of those that you feel so compelled that you have to get out of your seat and kneel on the floor, or you're driving your car and you pull over. Whatever God is leading you, open your heart and allow that to happen. Because God is doing something in you just as much. And now when I was able to give this testimony how, A, he's fine, he's great. We, you know, we're going to see specialists, but we, you know, he's good. God, you know, miraculously healed him in the situation that we were in. But it brought us both to that humbling experience to ask for help. Let someone advocate. Let someone else give prayer and petition upon our behalf. So that they could turn around and say, thank you, God, and you're glorious and your majesty. The Alpha, the Omega, that he hit was there in the midst of that hospital room. He was in the midst of all of that. You know, uh, when he went down to the have the procedure and they said, well, you have to wait here. You can't go any further. And I said, well, then you have to stop because I need to pray. And I and I prayed over my husband and, and the the transport guy's looking at at me and he's, and I can kind of see him looking out of the corner of my eye and I just go back and he ends up closing his eyes. Now, I don't know if he's a believer or not a believer. I had the nurse come to the doorway and she just stood there and I just said, I just needed to pray over you. She said, I thank you so much for that. We, ex we appreciate those prayers. I'm like, well, great, no problem. You know, we don't know who we're coming in contact with. And, you know, we live in this secular world that's going, well, you know, we don't want to cross over those boundaries. We may upset somebody, may offend somebody. But you know what? If they don't want my prayer, then that's fine. That doesn't mean I'm not going to pray for them. I pray for the guidance of their hands at a procedure, the guidance of, you know, a technician that's taking blood, whatever it happens to be. But everybody else that's praying for you and with you because they don't know what to pray, God goes before us. That's the Holy Spirit. And I am so grateful that he interprets our moans and our groans and our heart's desires for whoever we're praying for, whether it's ourselves or someone else. So what I'm saying to you right now, and I guess my testimony is, not only does God hear prayers, but he needs to hear you ask for prayers. He needs to know that you want to reach out and have other people pray for you as well. Don't be so strong, stubborn, the person in control, that you've got it and you don't need that help. I learned that lesson, and I'm so grateful. It is so good to know that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard, will guard and fight for you, a warrior for your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I hope this lifts you up to reach out for prayer. And when someone asks you for prayer, 
that you pray and you don't realize the implications and the magnitude and the passion in which your prayers really do affect someone else. It was the most amazing thing to experience and I am so grateful. I hope this has been an inspiration for you. If you're looking for more information on how to care for others, please look at our website at seekinghope.com. God bless.